This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, December 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Farmers losing insurance. Unlocking USDA's farmer data. Biden urged to tackle climate for ag and high hopes for Biden's USTR. More farmers in wildfire zones losing insurance plans. A few isolated incidents of farmers in San Diego County losing their insurance plans four months ago has now spread to areas of high fire risk throughout the state. That according to California Farm Bureau. Most were able to insure their homes through the California Fair Plan, but infrastructure like barns, storage buildings, and greenhouses are excluded from this insurance plan of last resort. Many assumed because farms and ranches are businesses, they would be included. Yet the governing statute for the Fair Plan dating back to the 1960s specifically excludes farm risk. The Farm Bureau is working with the insurance industry and state officials on the issue. Big Four go down to the wire on COVID deal. Congressional leaders spent last evening behind closed doors working on a sweeping year-end deal that would include new coronavirus relief package as well as funding for the federal government for the fiscal year 2021. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell emerged from the meeting around 10 o'clock and said the talks were going well. We all believe the country needs it, and I think we're getting closer and closer. Water Project's authorization bill also hanging in the outcome of the talks. Study to pull together USDA's massive farmer databases. Researchers at the University of Illinois are launching a landmark study that could have far-reaching implications for crop insurance and conservation programs. The researchers, led by economist Bruce Sherrick, will be combining data from the Risk Management Agency, the Farm Service Agency, and other agencies to assess the impact of conservation practices in 2019, a year that saw historic flooding across the Midwest. Future research could be used to shape crop insurance products and conservation programs. The pilot study will test the ability of USDA and researchers to protect the privacy of farmers' records. Sherrick tells AgriPulse he's confident that the protocols that have been put in place will keep the data private. We'll have more about the study, plus news on some new insurance products for climate-friendly practices in this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We'll also tell you how China is starting to buy next year's U.S. soybean crop and what Water Project's bill could mean for ag shippers. Former NFU leaders to Biden address climate. Former presidents of the National Farmers Union going back to 1988 have signed a joint letter calling on President-elect Joe Biden to act quickly on climate policy, including by facilitating more usage of low-carbon biofuels. You have the power to open a new chapter in the battle of a healthy climate, former leaders write. To do that, we urge you to embrace the opportunities offered by on-farm conservation practices, precision agriculture, and sustainable bioenergy to turbocharge the green revolution in rural America. The former presidents, in order of tenure, include Leland Swenson between 1988 and 2002, Dave Fredrickson from 2002 to 2006, Tom Bias from 2006 to 2009, and Roger Johnson between 2009 and 2020. 
optimism for next USTR. Hopes are already high that Biden's pick for U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai will be tough on China, as well as push for increased access to foreign markets for the U.S. ag sector. I think she's pretty aggressive in protecting our interests, particularly against China, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley told reporters yesterday. Jaime Castaneda, Senior Vice President for Trade Policy with the U.S. Dairy Export Council, says he has worked with Thai in the past on issues such as the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and he hopes to have that kind of access in the future. I hope that we're going to have a very good relationship, he said. We hope that we can bring our concerns to her. Enviro Slam New Habitat Designation The Fish and Wildlife Service has issued a new definition of habitat in the Endangered Species Act. Environmental groups claim it will weaken protections for endangered species, environmental groups charging. In the new rule announced yesterday, FWS says for the purpose of designating critical habitat, the term habitat includes the abiotic and biotic settings that currently or periodically contains the resources and conditions necessary to support one or more life process of a species. Jack Lee of the Environmental Policy Innovation Center says the update makes it less likely that areas unoccupied by endangered species will be designated as critical habitat. FWS said the definition is broad enough to include unoccupied areas, but it also said that it excludes areas that might experience changes in the future, that according to Lee. That's problematic because one purpose of critical habitat is to help protect areas that a species will need in the future to adapt to climate change and other shifts in its environment, Lee said. But Senator John Barrasso, chairman of the Environment and Public Works Committee, applauded the new definition. He says the new rule will more clearly define habitat and protect species in a more focused way. It will deliver common-sense protections for endangered species and the habitat they depend on. Here's today's He Said It. A large percentage of farm workers don't want to take the vaccine. It's our responsibility to educate them. That Assembly member Robert Rebus of Hollister in an interview with the Berkeley Food Institute. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, December 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.